0: Welcome to Inspired Changemakers, a podcast about all the amazing things people are doing to make the world a better place. This podcast is about creating change and the moments that inspired our guests to activate. My name is Julia Healy, and I'm the CEO of United Charitable. Stay tuned to be inspired. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. You're welcome. Very excited to have you for two reasons, actually. One, not only because you are an inspired change maker that has really devoted a lot of your life to philanthropy, but you're also on the board of United Charitable.
1: Yay! I am on the board of United Charitable, yes.
0: So we are very honored to have you here. So tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, I'm Ryan McNeil. I'm the founder and president of Sports ID. It's a technology company that uh, we focus on efficiencies, and gaps and fragmentation. Our goal is to defragment the sports space, make it more efficient, and get more people involved in the space. Uh, Also, was a former NFL All-Pro, played 11 years in the NFL. Uh, I'm a philanthropist, uh, mentor, advisor, and I'm a proud uh, girl dad of two beautiful girls, uh, Kyla and Parker. That's
0: amazing. Love that you included that in your bio. Um, And so tell me a little bit about your playing career. Where did you, collegiate days to professional?
1: I'm from Fort Pierce, uh, Florida. So it all started in Little League in Fort Pierce, um, from Little League to high school to Fort Pierce Westwood High School, go Panthers. Uh, (laughs) Then from there, University of Miami, uh, go Hurricanes. And we were pretty good back then. Uh, We were, uh, we lost five games in five years. Almost unheard of, right? Two number ones two national championships, uh, two number twos, and one number three. Wow. Uh, then uh, I was fortunate enough to be drafted by the uh, Detroit Lions. I was their first pick, uh, number 33, I think, in, in the second round. Uh, and I played 11 years, uh, Detroit, St. Louis, uh, Dallas, and San Diego. There are two teams that I don't include in my bio. So <laughs> so you have to go and Google that. <laughs> Uh, because it was such a, how can I put it, that experience uh, almost cost me to walk away from football, uh, those, two, uh, those two teams, and so I don't include them in my bio. Oh,
0: that's crazy. Oh, I can't wait to Google that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you're looking at your professional career and the ups and downs, how did you really kind of keep yourself disciplined through all that time?
1: I think I'm naturally wired that way. Honestly, people tell me, and uh, when you're around your family and friends, your older family members call it having an old soul, and you didn't know what that meant until you got older. And I think that it's, you know, younger people having, you know, the mindset being more mature, more disciplined, uh, to use your word, uh, than you expect them to be at that particular age. Yeah, I was always the conscience telling people not to do something or what to do, <laughs> how to do it, things like that at your early age. And uh, and that, you know, stuck with me throughout my life. Uh, and it came in really handy in sports, right? So when you are the uh, freshman uh, in high school, you're telling the seniors what to do, <laughs> how to do it, and wow. things like that, and they listen to you. Same thing happened in college. Um, you know, you had All-Americans, you know, future number one draft picks, you know, listening to this uh, smighty nose, uh, uh, freshman, you know, coming in, uh, and, but I was aware of my surroundings and I kind of stayed focused and true, you know, to the task at hand. And, and it was something that has always been me. And so it wasn't anything different and new. Other people, you know, see it, acknowledge it. It's like, you're different. Yeah, yeah, I guess I am, but that's how I'm wired. Same thing happened in prose. pros. Uh, it's funny. I'll tell you this quick story. Um, uh, so much so that I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol. And everybody who knows me knows that. And so I was the designated driver from my freshman year in uh, college through my first year in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, we're not going to drive. You know, get Rook to do it. Hey, Rook, you got to pick me up and okay. take me here, take me there. So I was an original Uber driver uh, in college and pro before Uber ever existed. And, uh, and, and, and that was interesting. That was interesting. And I, and I say that to say that uh, my veterans, my guys, my upperclassmen, they trusted me. Right. And, uh, so much so for them not to get in trouble, and they trusted me that I can get them to and from safe and sound. And so that's kind of how how I am and how I've been.
0: And so what is really your earliest memory of philanthropy?
1: Uh, That's easy. Um, Probably kindergarten, right? So in kindergarten and uh, you're coloring, someone breaks their crayon. Hey, you can borrow my crayon, right? I mean, you know, to me, that's probably the earliest uh, thought of philanthropy. And it just grew from there right? Uh, It went from sharing Twinkies at lunch, uh, went from sharing cliques at practice. Somebody forgot their cliques, somebody forgot their glove, uh, baseball glove, and sharing, and then it grows and grows and grows. It takes practice. Uh, I think, you know, we all have that in us, uh, but in my family, uh, it was practice a lot. Um, And I'm an only child, grew up only child. So you think only child, you know, would be spoiled and yeah. selfish. Yeah. Not in my house. My mother did not play that. And, you know, I was a bit, you know, I was a bit offended. You know, where the perks of being an only child? Right. <laughs> she made me share from probably the time I was born and even to now. And so it's just become, when you do something long enough, it becomes a habit. Uh, you become better at it. And so as you get older, you're able to identify the things that, you like, you're passionate about, um, and you become, you, you, you specialize, right? So in sports, for instance, a lot of times you play a lot of different sports, uh, growing up, uh, I know I played basketball, baseball, football, track and field, tennis, believe it or not. And it wasn't until I got to, um, uh, high school that I've kind of specialized in both uh, football and track and field. Obviously, going to University of Miami, um, you know, I went there for football. But I did, we were allowed to run track and field. And so, uh, once I did that, obviously got drafted in NFL. So, now that's my sport, right? Now that's my direction. Now that's my North Star. So, it was easy to kind of focus on it. And philanthropy, is, I think, feels is kind of the same way. So, as I got older, instead of supporting 20 different uh, causes, organizations, I kind of narrow it down to probably two or three, around education, around sports, and now around technology. And I think most people do that. And so that's been my uh, probably lifelong path or journey. And I don't think you ever stop, right? Yeah. It's uh, time, talent, or treasure, right? And I've been given my time, talent, or treasure since I can remember,
0: I'd like to thank United Charitable for sponsoring today's Inspire Changemakers podcast. United Charitable is a national nonprofit that focuses on guiding you on your charitable journey. Whether you like to simply streamline your giving or you like to create your own charitable initiative, United Charitable has the knowledge and resources to support you. If you'd like to learn more, check out the link in our bio. And then, so what made you want to sit on United Charitable's board?
1: Uh, The more I learned about United Charitable, the more I thought it fit with who I was and how I do things. And I saw a way to uh, give back and add value. Um, Obviously, uh, Hannibal and I go back a long ways, and I remember him talking about the project he was working on. I thought it was interesting uh, having the uh, brainstorming session uh, and then having to meet you, um, and then doing my research on my own, I was like, you know, why not? I think a little differently. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, bringing a different perspective to the table uh, could be helpful. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it's been so far. And um, I think uh, there, there's a lot more there, right? And um, uh, I just felt, you know, how best to help change when you're in the room. Right. right. We're on the board and we're having those discussions and talking about the different programs, talking about uh, advancing philanthropy on, on, a, on a scale, right? In technology, we talk about scaling. Yeah. Right. And I looked at uh, United Charitable as uh, a way to help others uh, scale what they're doing as well as scale United Charitable. And so yeah. it was a kind of win win. Um,
0: we really talk about it is, you know, we think United Charitable is an acceleration program for social entrepreneurs that really want to figure out if they the way they're programming will make a difference. Right? right. And so how do you think bringing your expertise of technology can really help philanthropy? Because we're the last industry to get all the goods. Right. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So tell me, how do you think technology can really it, advance?
1: It's, it's pretty simple. I mean, uh, so in, in 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 tech, they they teaches you it teaches you. Um, to uh, 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 fail fast, you know, um, and to test things. And then if it doesn't work, pivot, right? And so uh, the thing about uh, United Charitable and Athletes Charitable, there are a lot of things that folks want to do. And so you got to go through that test phase, the hypothesis, and see if it really works, if it resonates with others. And if it's a good business model, people forget that being a nonprofit is still a business. (laughs) It's still a business and you have to run it as such. And, um, and so when you align all those things up, uh, you know, sometimes what comes back, the output is, isn't what you desire and you got to make changes and make tweaks and make pivots. And I think uh, United Charitable and athletes charitable set up perfectly uh, to help others do that and save time. Right. So, I was talking about, um, learning curve. Yeah. And it's always interesting and fun listening to, uh, donors. Uh, those who have donor advised funds, uh, talk about, well, I would have, could have, should have, <laughs> <laughs> well, where were y'all, you know, five years ago, 10 years <laughs> right. ago, you know? So, uh, that's when you know you're doing something right. When you can save folks time, uh, effort and energy, uh, and money, uh, for that matter. And, um, and I think that we do it in a way, uh, that's fun and engaging and it becomes contagious.
0: Oh, that's, a, that's an awesome way to put it. Contagious. I'm going to use that to steal that. Um, well, it's awesome. on record that I, I, that I said it, <laughs> yeah, so, right. So, so we're true. good. Right. <laughs> um, and then also, why do you think athletes really are drawn to philanthropy? <sighs> um,
1: because we're used to, um, how can I put it? It's in our nature, right? So uh, most athletes have been involved in a team environment from an early age. Right. Uh, we just extending the team, right? And um, you've always been able to identify uh, those who have and have not uh, athletes. I've uh, never been one to shy away from hard work and doing the work uh, to become uh, better and a winner. And it's just a shared, I think, athletes feel a shared responsibility uh, for their community uh, and society. Right. Uh, again, go back to that's how we're wired. We're wired differently. Uh, everybody's not wired to do the extra laps uh, do the extra lifting, uh, you know, do the rehab if you injured and things like that, um, and, you know, remember or embrace where you come from, right? right? A lot of athletes, you know, come from uh, sometimes disadvantaged situations right. and was able to overcome that, uh, still do the work that was required, and still excel. It takes a special person, special people to do that. I
0: would like to thank Athletes Cherable for sponsoring today's Inspired Changemakers podcast. Athletes Charitable offers a concierge membership service that provides the tools and resources to build a legacy through service. Our athlete-led team has the first-hand experience and expertise to provide hands-on support that simplifies the entire process for athletes and entertainers to reach their social entrepreneurship goals and create lasting impact in their communities. To learn more, check out the link in the bio. And when you talk about the impact that an athlete can make, impact means something different to everybody, right? And we always are trying to judge what is the best impact. Tell me a little bit about what you think about if somebody just wants to do two scholarship programs and the impact that creates versus somebody that wants somebody like you know Charlie Batch that has you know this huge facility that it right. serves thirty eight hundred kids.
1: Um, I think that's one of the things that we're bad at as an athlete. We a lot of times we can't quantify our value, and our impact. And I think the impact is immeasurable. they um, done uh, well and done right. Um, and you just never know. I remember meeting um, Don Lattimore. Don Lattimore was uh, uh, a f- professional football player, played for the Denver Broncos at the time, and he was from my hometown. He was a substitute teacher in sixth grade. And... Uh, I didn't know who he was then, but I remember uh, in recess, every kid in recess was crowding around him trying to get his autograph. And I was like, who is that? You know, I didn't know. and um, But I got in line, waited like all the kids, and got his autograph. I couldn't read it, so I didn't know who it was. It's like, oh, that's Don Lattimore. It's like, okay, who was Don Lattimore? There was no internet back then, right? (laughs) You didn't (laughs) know. You couldn't Google, yeah, right. You couldn't Google it. (laughs) And then I went home, and my mom knew who he was, and she told me kind of his story. Uh, I think, you know, when you come from a small city like mine, most folks know each other. Right. And uh, I thought that was so cool uh, that a professional athlete would come back, you know, uh, to his hometown. Uh, be a substitute teacher because I think it was off season, yeah. uh, and uh, and to me that impacted me differently. Right, it wasn't me changing saying I want to be a professional football player. It was like that's so cool that a professional football player happens to be from my hometown, happens to be at my school, being a substitute teacher. You know that's cool. And visually to see hundreds of kids around one single person that visual kind of stuck in my head. It's like, to me, when you talk about impact, that impacts. And so my friends, um, uh, they all weren't athletes, but, you know, uh, marketing executives for Disney, um, pharmaceutical sales, VPs, pharmaceutical sales, uh, captain in police departments. I mean, that's my crew that I grew up with, right? And, uh, and we can sit around and we talk about it all the time, about when Don came to our school and gave everybody autographs, and it was just one of the coolest things that uh, lasted, you know, a lifetime. And so the impact can be immeasurable.
0: Well, I guess, and and we've talked about this because you're very proud that I'm a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. (laughs) Like, you love my city of Philadelphia so much. Um, But that was the power for me is that I didn't really even care about philanthropy because, you know, my parents' causes weren't. My causes, right? Right. You know, my dad's into math counts and helping people excel in math. I'm like, no. Um, And so seeing people's foundations come up on the bit screens, when you're sitting in the fan and you're seeing that, you know, I remember like, Donovan McNabb, all of that error, right, was, like, all on the screen. And then Brian Dawkins. And I'm like, if somebody can change the world, Brian Dawkins can. Like, he can get my philanthropy (laughs) dollars, you know. Um, But I just think it's the power of sports to you highlight, right? You're able to highlight a need. And, you know, if (laughs) we joke about this, but I say, if Brian Dawkins is willing to hit somebody that hard for me, because, you know, when you're an Eagles fan, you believe all the players play for you, not for their paycheck.
1: Exactly. They play for exactly. me, right? Exactly. That's what happens, right?
0: That what is he going to do when he gets off the field? Right. Like how how is he going to create change outside? So that's incredibly exciting. Now you said there was somebody that really inspired you the most, but he inspired you as a football player. Do you have somebody that has inspired you as a philanthropist?
1: Uh, probably my mom and dad. Yeah, my mom. and That's easy. Um, um, unequivocally, no matter what. When times are good, times are bad, you know, be who you are and help others um, who are less fortunate, um, help others who uh, don't have as much as you uh, share. I think, you know, when I was a kid, I used to have, you know, dreams of sharing, (laughs) you know, it's it's my birthday. I got to give away, share some of my presents. I mean, so Christmas, I got to share my presents at Christmas. So, you know, that was something that was instilled in, in us and our family uh for a long time. And uh to this day she's the same way. Uh and I think uh I'm probably more selective, I'll call it, uh in my sharing. Um, uh, but from a philanthropic standpoint, my mom hands down. And, and and not an example just for me, but she's an example for our family. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And then When you look at how, you know, in United Charitable, we really believe that we highlight how other people want to give, right? So we don't put our causes on anybody else, right? Right. We let them figure out how they want to see the world be a better place. How do you want to see the world be a better place?
1: Uh, I think, you know, unfortunately, there's no magic wands. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think that, you know, I had a magic wand. I will make this disappear, bad things, you know, disappear. Bad diseases disappear and things like that, but you got to put the work in, you know. And um, I want to see the world being a better place by exposing uh, uh, kids uh, to the uh, the wonders of sport. Right? Uh, I believe, much like Nelson Mandela, sport has the ability to change the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it teaches you a lot about yourself. It uh, teaches you about others. And uh, those of us who participate, I think, are become better people. It's that simple for me.
0: Awesome. And then, you know, you said you, so how did you meet Hannibal?
1: Uh, the professional athlete space is a small space. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very niche you know. Uh, there's not too many people that you don't know, and it was only a matter of time. I think I met Hannibal through, uh, a mutual friend that uh and we just stay connected. You know how you yeah. you run into somebody that's like, oh, he's a good dude. You know, I can mess with him, I can hang with him, you know. Right. And uh and so uh it's been what, maybe almost twenty years plus. Oh, wow. It's it's been, it's been it's been a long time. I think we were still playing. Right. Um and so uh I like Hannibal because um you know, he understands where I'm coming from and I can mentor him and advise him in a way that, you know, he receives it. And right. The same thing goes for me. Right. I mean, you know, I'm the older, I'm the big brother, but at the same time, uh, he sees things a little different and, you know, he's been able to give me counsel and advice on a number of occasions. And so it's, uh, a, um, a uh, uh, bilateral whatever you want to call it you know and uh, and we've been thick as thieves ever since
0: and so when he told you that he was leaving his job to start with this little nonprofit to build out this athletes charitable division what was your thought
1: um, I was I wasn't skeptical uh, because I think the way he did it he knows me I'm going to ask a gazillion questions <laughs> and was prepared for those gazillion questions he had a plan yeah and and he told me why and told me how things were gonna fit and what he was hoping to 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 happen and what impact Mm -hmm. uh he had and you know being that he um had a nonprofit himself he had a business and he knows athletes because he is one and and i told him hey let me know how i can help and so, you know, once I, the, the <laughs> once I ran him through the gauntlet of questions, once I ran him through the gauntlet of questions, once I ran him through the what-if scenarios, yep. um, you know, I was on board. I was like, let me know how I can help.
0: Absolutely. And so how do you think change actually happens?
1: Uh, one person at a time, right? One dollar at a time, one person at a time, one day at a time. Uh, and... When you do that, you build momentum, uh, you know, one nonprofit at a time. And when you get others and other cons- others see uh, what's happening, uh, I think sometimes they can also feel what's happening, mm-hmm. right? So the difference between a lot of times when folks talk about uh, watching a game, a big game on TV, going to happen? And the difference being in the stadium or in the arena – when it happens, it's totally different. So it's like 10x. And so when people can feel what you're doing, uh, you're doing something really, really good. And so uh, change happens uh, at a time, right? Person at a time, dollar at a time, nonprofit at a time, athlete at a time, uh, donor at a time. It happens and then it becomes uh, what we call um, a movement, right? (laughs) And and then it becomes unstoppable. You just gotta manage it and point it in the right direction. And so I think um, being young athletes now, speaking you know specifically around athletes charitable, uh, when the athletes that are part of our um, portfolio, they're noticeable. People know who they are, yeah, right, and they're doing good now. And uh, The momentum is going to continue to build and build and build because a lot of professional athletes, a lot of entertainers, musicians, uh, they do a lot once they're finished touring, once they're finished with their, you know, initial careers. And uh, I always talk about, you always hear, well, I wish I would have did this, you know, 10 years ago. I wish I would have got more involved, more active. Today's athletes and today's uh, donors and nonprofits, they start now. They're not waiting. They're not, they're not asking for, for permission. They're not waiting. They're just doing it. And, uh, you know, I see our role, United Charitable, and Athletes Charitable, is to help them and give them the tools they need right. to make the change that they want to see. Awesome.
0: Well, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on today. This has been amazing. And, uh, thanks for having me. And really, just as a board member, we could not be – more grateful for your point of view especially when you use words that has never been used in a board meeting before when you say artificial <laughs> ones, we're like what's ai like what are we doing? so we're very very lucky to have you
1: likewise thank you for having me and uh i enjoyed the show
0: find inspired change makers on instagram youtube and linkedin and comment on all the awesome things you are doing to make this world a better place don't forget to subscribe